Shut up and sit down. It's Saturday night in Fremont. It's time for the Seattle Laughter Party! Our guest tonight, the founder of OrcaCon, Donna Pryor, also known as Denicia. Hey! Woo! And also joining our panel tonight, let's see if I can say his name correctly, it's Alex Jerobek. Close enough. Oh, I'll get there one of these days. No, you won't. Yay. All right, and now I'm going to tell you about our contestants for the evening. First off, we've got Samir. Hello. And Samir, did you want to tell us anything quickly about yourself so the people listening at home can know who you are? Or an interesting I story? I am a linguist by profession, and I just moved back to Seattle this week. Oh, a linguist by profession. I'll, I may want to talk to you later. Anyways. I am quite cunning. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I have no idea where that joke came from. <laughs> We'll have, a, we'll have a weird talk backstage, too. Okay, thanks for, thanks for uh, giving me that talk. All right. And we've got, we're doing something different this time. Samir is not playing against one person. Samir is playing against a two-person team of Stacy and Chris. Stacy, Chris. Tell us, tell us about yourselves. Fairly uh, new to Seattle, both scientists. What kind of scientists? Infectious disease research. Yeah. And biomechanist. Well, you're in the right place then. Yeah. Have, wait, so have you played Pandemic, the board game? Yes. yes. Okay, we're going to be friends. We're going to be friends today because this is all This is all about stuff. board games and all about, we'll just talk about Pandemic Legacy. Yeah, that's, that might be what we talk about I tonight. I haven't played it yet. You, you need to. I'm waiting. There's people yelling on the streets. We're going to die. We may need them. We may need those may yelling need people science. in the hallways. Yeah. So when the zombie apocalypse happens, you guys are going to be like on top of it, right? I might start it, but I can also end it. Oh. Just tweet it, and so that way we know to get out. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Give us, give, us, give us a start. Hashtag run. All right. <laughs> really quickly, before, before we get started with the match game, Donna. Yes. Tell us a little bit about how people can find you online, find out about OrcaCon really quick before we get into actually discussing So if you go to any browser and type in OrcaCon, you can find us. Yes, I I have done that, and it is actually really easy. Yeah, we're on the Twitters. Uh, We even got a subreddit that we don't really post to because it's, you know. Reddit. It's Reddit. I've got a love-hate relationship with Reddit. Mostly hate. Um, But (laughs) kind of depends on your subreddit. There's been some really good stuff. Never mind. I'll just, I'll we'll, just keep going. We'll get there in the conversation Yeah, section. but we've got a really active Facebook, uh, not just a page, but we've got a community set up for our attendees and fans to um, talk about OrcaCon, ask us questions, and get to know the staff. And, of course, we're on the tweeters. On the tweeters. Yes. That's and you right. can find me on the tweeters at underscore D-A-N-I-C-I-A underscore. That's true. You can. That's, that's how you can tell that I've been around Twitter a long time because when people in the games industry started on Twitter, you had like a, a, the name of your company where you worked or some kind of you know, small thing that showed that everybody worked you know, at that company. And so I used to be just plain old Denicia. Well, not plain old Denicia, but Denicia on the Twitters. And then when I went back after I went to go work at BioWare, it was already taken. Oh. So I... So have, don't go and look for at Denicia. Look at for at underscore Denicia yeah. underscore. Well, she locked her account, so you can't read her tweets now anyway. Because <laughs> we're so totally different. I loved reading her account. Oh. <laughs> and Alexander Jarabek. Jarabek. Yeah, Jarabek. Yeah. 
Um, tell us again how we can find out about you and uh, your games. Uh, if you like games, uh, I mean, first follow OrcaCon. Also follow Cherry Picked Games, spelled obnoxiously because of a character limit. Uh, cherry, as in the fruit, P-I-K-D, as in an abbreviation for picked, and then games, because that's a real word. Uh, you can follow, yeah, follow us for all our updates on Catalyst, the post-apocalyptic role-playing game, and Drink, the drinking game. Which we have sometimes attempted to play here. Wow. Yeah. I, the first time, uh, I, when I was a guest on this podcast, we played it, and I had to listen to the podcast to remember what I said. Yeah. It, it I went played, well. I played first, drink to win. It went. It went well the first time we played it. I and don't then you know invited Josh Chambers. <laughs> uh, it was great at OrcaCon because uh, we have our own beer made for the convention, locally made up there at Sailor Sea Brewing, and the Blackfish Stout because we are well branded. We have a theme for orcas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were sitting around whale, drinking guys. stout, and all of a sudden we saw all these little coasters that said drink, and we were like. We're gamers. What is this? Let's play a game. And then, you know, three hours later, um, everybody else wasn't still playing. But since I actually wasn't drinking much because I'm in charge, I was totally winning. I was totally <laughs> winning. Uh, thanks to the Seahawks game that weekend, we went through 2,000 drink coasters. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Which was great marketing. I'm sure that translated to dozens of dollars. Dozens, dozens of, of dollars. dollars. Okay, before we, before we spend too much time having the conversation section of the podcast oh, yeah. at the beginning, let's have <laughs> the match game section of the podcast at the beginning, and we'll get started with the first of the normal round right now. It looks like Samir's got his wine. He's ready to go. Uh, Stacy Chris, what the, your team Stacy Chris have their Rainier beers. Um, which, once again, will be produced locally soon. Um, and let's go with the first round, which is Olga the Orc stepped into a library for the first time. She wanted to get a book on blank. Olga the Orc stepped into a library for the first time. She wanted to get a book on blank. You know, the internet is like a large library, and one thing that you can do when you're on that large library you find this podcast and you want to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or any other iTunes-esque sort of place. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us, especially if you want to give us a five-star review. We really like those. All right. We've got a ring in from Samir, Stacy and Chris. Oh, Stacy and Chris rang in first. All right. Uh, Stacy, Chris. What is your answer? The question was, Olga the Orc stepped into a library for the first time. She wanted to get a book on... Killing and Pillaging. Killing and Pillaging. Oh, makes sense, makes sense. Okay, and Samir, she wanted to get a book on sushi arrangements. All right, I'm not sure that makes sense, but hey, tell, 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 tell me more, Samir. It's a sort of cannibalism reference. Okay, okay, form of cannibalism for orcs. Orcs and orcas are different species. Oh, I heard orca for some reason. I, I like it that even That might better. be because that's Well, the thing. you know, my t-shirt that people can't see, it's an orc riding an orca. So that's oh probably God. the confusion. Oh, <laughs> too much wine. Visual On jokes. On a rainbow wave. I love it. Okay. Well, I will start with myself, what I wrote down for this. I was thinking, you know, it would be kind of silly of an orc who maybe doesn't know how to read to go to the library to get a book on how to read. So that's what I said. So it doesn't match either of you. But uh, Donna, what have you got? I went for the metagame, and I said Kek Kek. A book on Kek Kek. So that's for all you World of Warcraft players out there. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I, 
I unfortunately Overwatch was already a, for the horde. I was I was an EQ two player, so never got into World of Warcraft. Oh, bless. So, yeah. yeah, I was a I was a Guild Wars player. Uh, sorry. Yay! yay. Uh, two okay. games I worked on. Groovy. <laughs> Uh, I wrote that she went to get a book on paladin fan fiction. Hey. Because that's hot. Ship it. Yeah, for the orcs, paladin. It's, it's the shipping of forbidden love. They can't, you know, go against their vows, but they really want to. Yeah. Just lay on hands. Not in 5th mm-hmm. edition. <laughs> yeah. Laying on hands. <laughs> D&D jokes that one guy gets. It's, yeah. it's okay. There's at least two other listeners who get that. I'm sure of it. At least two others. Fantastic. Maybe one day I'll have friends. Nerd cast, right? <laughs> They're probably your friends, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next sentence. No points scored that round. That's okay. We don't usually have a high-scoring normal round, I'll tell you the truth. But here, here we go. It's the 4th of July weekend, and Seattle residents are breaking out their blank. It's the 4th of July weekend, and Seattle residents are breaking out their blank. While you're breaking things out, you can also think to yourself, hey, I have an idea, and it pops into your head. And so you want to send those comments, questions, and match game sentences to fanmail at seattleafterparty.com. Yes, send them to fanmail at seattleafterparty.com. All right, who did I have ring out first? We had Samir ringing out first. Are you all ready, Stacy Chris? Okay. Team Stacy Chris, we'll get you in a second, but Samir... What did you say? It's the 4th of July weekend and Seattle residents are breaking out their... Say it up. Third-party votes. Their third-party votes. Be- because Seattle was a big Bernie place. It was a big Jill Bernie Stein, place. Jill Stein, 2016. No one else. No one else I, has voted Jill for Jill Stein. Stein. Green, green, that's okay. Green Party. Green Party. I get it. I get it. I voted for her in 2012. Why is I shouldn't say that out loud. Voting is like a private thing. Anyways. <laughs> also, it's so uncool. No one does it anymore. T- uh, Seattle is a place of hipsters, so they voted before it was cool. Ironically. Ironically. And, and okay. Over. <laughs> Trump, Team Stacy Chris, what do we have? What are the Seattle residents are breaking out there? They're bongs. They're bongs because they don't have them during the spring. They only break them out during the 4th of July weekend. Okay. The eagle-shaped ones, especially. The eagle-shaped, the eagle-shaped bongs. Okay. I was uh, more pragmatic about my answer. I thought, you know, people in Seattle, they don't get much sun, except for now that we have global warming. Um, but before, we didn't, weren't known for getting much sun, so they break out their sunscreen during this weekend. I was pragmatic there. Donna, what did you say? Well, I kind of went with the whole theme of, you know, with fireworks and lights, so I said fleshlights. They're fleshlights. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder, this podcast was after the Blue Show. <laughs> the Blue Show, CSC Seattle's first Saturday of the month at 10 p.m. It always sells out, so buy your tickets online. We had real celebrities here this time. We did have real celebrities here this time. Uh, and we'll talk about that later. Sure. Anyways. <laughs> and what did you have? Uh, I t- ripped something out of Portlandia and wrote dog earmuffs. Because fireworks terrify your pets, people. That's true, they do. It's the highest day of dog suicides, probably. It's actually the highest day of missing animals. Yeah, that's exactly what I said, except smarter. You know, Samir's over there just like, hey, let's get the, this is a serious issue here. Samir was just like, 
Hey, it's, it's not just dog suicides, all right? Dogs don't just go committing suicide. They just run away because they're frightened. It's a real, Sometimes there's a bridge. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I hate dogs. I'm just going to throw that out there. That they're, they're devil creatures. They're, okay. they're little rats that are useless. I'm, I know. I'm a freedom person. <laughs> Caw-caw. 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 Yes. I have he, pet he only eagles. Has pet, pet eagles, exactly. America. <laughs> America. All right, once again, no points scored that round. Uh, however, I want, you, I, want, I want to tell the contestants it's okay to say the simple answer. You don't have to be funny, you can try and earn points. It's, it's really. We're really... supposed to try to be funny? No, we're oh. supposed to try to be oh, funny. They're supposed, supposed to. Be funny. I'm going to try and have normal answers because I wrote my answers like hours ago when I actually wrote these sentences. Yeah, I put minutes into these sentences. Anyways, so as per the bylaws, I have written our final sentence of the normal round about our guest. And I wrote... Oh, dear. I I have to make these up, and I try and make them as uh, non... Non-problematic as possible, and it's harder when I don't know the guest. So this will be fun. Um, I wrote, Denicia has interesting moments at OrcaCon. The most interesting was when someone asked her where to find blank. Denicia has interesting moments at OrcaCon. The most interesting was when someone asked her where to find blank. All right. The music would be going right now. In fact, it's going in my head right at this moment. But... If you're thinking, what could I be doing at this moment? Well, you're listening to this podcast, so maybe you're online somewhere where you can follow us on Twitter. Just look up at After Party Hosts and follow us on Twitter. And if you want to follow some of the different hosts we have, look at the description for at After Party Hosts. They're all in there, including me, at Diacra. Okay, we've got one answer so far, but it looks like Team Stacy Chris are still arguing over the answer. This is very interesting and slow. And we've got our answers all here up on stage. I don't know. It's this coupledom thing is making the slowest answer ever. Are, are hey. you guys are you guys a couple or are you just research buddies? We, we recently got engaged. Awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. I had to cater a wedding today, so I hope you never do that and subject me to more of that torture. That's garbage. Never get married. Get kids. married in a coffee shop, have your reception at a pub. That's the way to do it. It's okay to talk in the mic, too, Chris. You tried to rent out a brewery. I'll tell them for you, okay? He tried to rent out a brewery and face the mic. Elope to Europe is our, <gasps> the best. Where in Europe do you want to elope to? Anywhere. Croatia. Oh, Croatia. That's beautiful there. All right. And then, and then we'll talk to Samir about the Croatian languages that are in Croatia. Because he's a linguist. Expert on every language, right? That's what we're told we are. Yes. Good. Experts on every language. There's like 6,000 languages in the world that are active. Um, so, yeah, that's crazy. Anyways, let's move, along, let's move along and see what we've got. Samir, Denicio has interesting moments at Orkahan. The most interesting was when someone asked her where to find pirated Bioware games. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. We've already heard enough to know that that would make a lot of sense. That would a lot of sense. So there we go. All right, Team Stacy, Chris, you had plenty of time to between you two. Tell us, Stacy. Where to find her hair, because it's fabulous. Her hair is fabulous, and I will be posting pictures, which I haven't taken yet, but I will post some pictures for everybody who's listening to this. Go to our Facebook page, 
which is just look up facebook.com slash Seattle After Party. Okay, I will get to your answer, Denisha, in just a moment because okay. yours is the right answer. Mine is the right answer. It is the only answer. It is the only answer. But first, Alex. Uh, I said the most interesting moment was someone uh, asked her where the uh, men's rights activist panel was. <laughs> oh! <laughs> For those of you who don't know, OrcaCon is, is really not a con where men's rights activists would feel really as, as accepted as they are, even though OrcaCon's all about you know accepting everybody. They all are, all are accepted as long as they're not... Unaccepting of others. As long as they're not touching other people. Oh, it's not This isn't PAX. Or harassing people or, oh. <laughs> <laughs> issues, yeah. issues, but issues coming up. otherwise, everybody's welcome as long as you follow the anti-harassment policy. Nice. Uh, I, I had someone shout out a racial slur at the top of their lungs during one of my games I was hosting uh, midnight at OrcaCon. That was the worst. Oh. He was... Summarily escorted away. Yeah, go team. That was, right. that was a weird moment. Don't be that guy. Really. That's really bad. Right. Well, I said the most interesting moment was when someone asked her, um, and the reason I did this is because I used to be in a customer service, I used to work at a customer service booth at a mall. And one of the weirdest questions I would get when we would, people would come up to me, and my, my booth was right next to the Woolworths, store and people would literally come up to me and it's not sarcastically not satirically in any way they just come up to me and go hey uh where's Woolworths and so I said they asked her where to find the games because it's a gaming convention so be like funny enough games funny enough you are the closest all right so it was where to find the beer while I'm standing in the bar drinking a beer (laughs) You know so, that stuff you've got in your hand. What would be awesome? It's great. Is it- so the guy walks into the beer and says, do you know where I can get beer? So I just stared at him, took a drink, and went, nope. <laughs> so actually, which one of you had uh, the Bi- Bioware games? That was you, Samir. I'm going to give you a half a point because I said games and you said the pirated Bioware game. So I'm giving Samir one half of a point. Why are you picking favorites, Daryl? Because I'm the host. Oh, okay. And that's that what sense. we do. Also, um, Samir got that. I want somebody to earn points. Is really more what it's about. My favorite is earning points. And no one wait, wins. Wait, don't, don't I get a point for getting that right? You you get all the points, but they're all nonsense giraffe points. Oh, okay. They're not worth anything except for other nonsense giraffe points. And drinks at the bar. What? Yeah. Hooray! Yay! All right. Making up rules. Hey, you know what? Those are Alex's rules. I'm sure. Anyways. We go from there into the lightning round. This is completely different or exactly the same, just shorter, in that there will be one word and one blank. Now, you can fill up the blank with more than one word if you like, but once again, try and get a match by getting the, the, the simplest thing. So we're going to start off with the, right, with the lightning round. And the first thing is con blank. Con blank. Here we go. If it's the first thing you thought of, it might actually get a match. That's the amazing thing about this. So you've, you've decided to follow us on Twitter at After Party Hosts. Like us on Facebook, Seattle After Party. And then you think, hey, there's other social media out there. Well, just look up the Seattle After Party. We're probably there. If not, let us know at fanmail@seattleafterparty.com, and we will be there soon. Okay, who rang in first there? That looks like, all right, Stacy Chris, we're ready to go this time. There was no argument. Okay, Stacy Chris, 
Con Air. Con Air. All right. Fabulous, fabulous movie and conversation from Samir. Samir, why don't you just say that in the mic so that they hear your beautiful dulcet tones. Conversation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I said convention center because I was thinking we've got somebody who ha- does a convention. So that's what I was thinking. So sorry about that. I didn't match you. Con Air was great. Conversation, also great. I love you. Okay, <laughs> Donna, what have we got? Um, well, th- along the convention route, uh, con crud. Oh, con crud. The yes, diseases was, everybody uh, gets. What are people who got caught up in the pa- Pax Pox? We had H1N1 mm. that started at University of Washington, and all those nerds came down to Pax and spread it all around. And, uh, and then everybody put it on jets going all over the country. Ah, that's the way we like to, to spread those diseases for you so that you have something to study. We're doing that for you. See, that's how you have job. Yeah, yeah. yeah we employ you by getting sick. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Alex, what have we got? Con- uh, I wrote Con Air. Con Air! Because Nick and Cage, a- best actor. That's a full point for Thanks, Team Stacy Chris, which means that the score is now one to one half. Yeah, so they put here. the bunny back in the box. Yeah, so maybe you know I don't I mean? have favorites because I like points. So I'm happy. Yay! Even, even if I points. lose, at least I have my dulcet tones. But you, you have your dulcet tones. That's very good. Okay, next of the lightning round is blank games. Blank games. You know, I'm not playing games when I tell you you need to do something about your yard if you've got one. And you don't need to do the work yourself though. You need to call Rain or Shine Landscaping and Maintenance. Rain or Shine Landscaping and Maintenance, they do it all. And it's run by the fabulous Paunch Hartley, our sometimes host. So check out Rain or Shine Landscaping and Maintenance. Just look it up online, you'll find them. Is there, is there any, yeah, I'll get there, I'll get there. I've got that one written down too. Just so everybody knows, Jakiva's here, she's just not on mic. Okay, did we have a bell rung by anybody? Oh, Samir's so polite. He's like, oh, go ahead, ring. I've written mine down, but go ahead, ring. All right, St- Team Stacy Chris, blank games. What did you have? Drinking games. Drinking games. That's really good because we've got somebody who has a game called drink. All right, Samir, Hunger Games makes oh, a nice. lot of sense, especially after having Con Air earn points. We've got the movie theme. Yeah, but one of those movies is good. <laughs> oh, hey. Shots fired. Yeah, Con Air. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Con Air, I know. <laughs> no, they're all bad. Okay. I the Convict must... with a Heart of Gold, Daryl. I've never seen a movie like that before. Convict with a Heart of Gold. Yeah, he's, just, he's in that greasy wife beater, luxurious mane flowing in the wind. Yeah. <sighs> It's, it's oh, just I'm so good. sorry. His finest is Moonstruck. Thank you very much. Uh, I have to agree. Raising yeah. Arizona. Raising Arizona is great, but it's not Moonstruck. Of course, it might be because of Cher. I'm said too much. Wait, is Moonstruck the one where he becomes a vampire? No. No. What is the one where he just runs around going, I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I think that's just his daily life. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> Go look up the Nick Cage song, everyone. It's yep. well worth five minutes of your life. Okay, anyway. <laughs> and now that we're talking about Nick Cage, 
The lightning this, round, folks. The lightning round. Lightning that's round. actually slower than the normal round because the normal round is actually the light speed round, and the lightning round is slightly slower. Okay, um, I said mind games because I wrote this hours ago. All right, and Donna. Mind game. Oh my God! Hey! We match. We earn nonsense giraffe points. Great. <laughs> Uh, I wrote cherry-picked games because I am a huge shill for myself. Yes, cherry-picked <laughs> games. Makers of drink, a drinking game. That should be half a point, Daryl. It should be half a point. Oh. Yeah, one and a half points. Yeah. Persuasion. That was subliminal. No, it wasn't. Okay, anyways, uh, the next part of the lightning round. S Samir's laughing because he was at all the shows tonight, and he knows that reference. You missed out if you weren't here and don't know what that reference is. Anyways, the, the next one is Orca Blank. Orca Blank. All right. Some of you may remember that I said that Jakiva's here, but she's not on mic. Well, guess what? Jakiva does something called Word Lit Zine. That's Pacific Northwest poetry, literature, and more. Look up Wordlet Zine on the internets, Google, Bing, whatever, and you'll find out more about Wordlet Zine. Heck, you can even subscribe for the low, low price of just $25 and get yourself all of the great stuff. I was about to today, but I didn't have my credit card there, so maybe tomorrow? <laughs> all right. <laughs> We've got the bell. It's a great story, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that at least you keep us laughing and not staring at me and just just burning a hole through my head. I mean, there's that too. <laughs> okay, who rang the bell first? Okay, so what do we have? Orca card oh, makes sense. Hey, that's a good makes one. sense. I've got an orca card. Get on the bus. Don't have to worry about it. All right. And what have we got? I see something. Orca, orca con. Hey. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, Alex. I saw you guys writing card, and I forgot that was a thing, and I thought you guys were just not paying attention. But I wrote con as Yay! well. Yay! Yay! Another point for the team, Stacy Chris. Woo! They're at two and a half points, by the way. All right, Denicia. So I'm Ordana. doing a callback here. I wrote sushi. Orca sushi. Delicious <laughs> and illegal. We actually had somebody create a Twitter account called OrcaControl, and all they did was tweet at us about how much OrcaCon, how much they wanted to fry up some Orca and all kinds of stuff like that. So it's interesting that... Uh, did they realize you were a board game convention, not an actually, Orca Actually, yeah, convention. it was somebody, it was an attendee. Oh. And I know who it is, but I'm not going to say... But if they fry it up, it's, it's not really sushi at that point, is it? That's no, true. it's it's Well, like they came tempura. up with all kinds of ways that they wanted to oh, cook okay. the Orca. Okay. Okay. Yeah, how and to cook an orca. How to cook an orca. How to cook an orca. Ethan Stoll's next restaurant. And, and I uh, was I was thinking Don't ask the orca originally OrcaCon, but I thought I want to be a little more local. And Orca Card is great and local, but that's not what I thought. I said Orcas Island. Orcas, Orcas Island. Island, yes. So no points for me, but you still got points. It's two and a half to one half. Still got a chance here. Couple more chances, Samir. Okay, here we go. Couple more chances. Couple more parts of this round. Blank panel. Blank panel. Ladies and gentlemen, this might stump them. I don't know. But if you get stumped in daily life, 
Maybe what you need to do is take an improv class. Just go to CSZSeattle.com and check out classes and find out all about the various forms of classes we have. We have eight-week classes. We have the Improv Jam on Wednesdays. And we also have the Cypher Saturdays, where you can learn how to freestyle rap. Do I have another red wine there? Thank you. I'm good. By the way, everybody, if you've been listening for a while, you know that Asa is our centaur bartender. Yep. There he goes again. All right. Now, who rang in first? It looks like we've got Stacy Chris logged in first with what panel? Celebrity. Celebrity panel. Hey, that's because we've got celebrities here tonight that are just as good as the celebrities that attended the Blue Show. Okay. So, celebrity panel. All right. Expert panel. Both make sense, make lots of sense. Okay, and showing you that I don't make sense, not just the fact that I wrote these sentences, but the fact that I said control panel. It does make sense, but it's terrible. Expert panel and celebrity panel are much better, so I'll give you both a point for that. So it's three and a half to one and a half. Okay. (laughs) That's how this game works. Just because their answers were better than I thought. Okay. It doesn't Uh, change anything. That's the other great thing about it. Well, I'm not very smart, so I just went with wood. Wood panel! That makes a lot of sense, too. Once again, better than me. I give you points. Okay, another 8,000 nonsense draft points for you. Just throwing out points here. All right, Alex. I said death panel, because politics, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Benghazi. Yeah. (laughs) Check her emails. Hashtag... Whatever. Hashtag whatever. Hashtag jeez. Hashtag Brexit. <laughs> I, I just I just randomly follow Ran- politics. I don't actually know how they're like correlated, but I just read 538 every day. Nice. Yeah. 538. Something about binders. Just, uh, they're just, full of women, I think. Okay. We should import um, them to Seattle. Let, <laughs> let's let's the last of the lightning round. Okay, so it's three and a half to one and a half since I was just giving out points. Uh, and for, for being better than my answer, which is the weirdest way to score points. But okay, the last opportunity. Samir, I'm counting on you to make this a really close match I from three and a half to one and a half. You got a chance to win if you can match all of us and they can't, which would be different than the rest of this game has gone so far. So what I have is guest blank, guest blank. Do you think that you want to be a guest on this podcast? Hey, guess what? Go ahead. Write us at fanmail at seattleafterparty.com and let us know that. And we'll say yay or nay after we learn all about you. So if you want to be a guest, let us know. It'd be fun. If you're from Seattle or the Seattle area and you are some sort of artist or something, we want to let people know what's going down in Puget Sound. That's what's happening right tonight. Okay, who rang the bell first? Okay. Samir, guest speaker. We've got guest speaker. All right. Stacy Chris. Panel. Panel. Okay. All right. Because I did not, once again, write something as smart as you two, I wrote guest starring. 
Guest starring. That's a good answer. It's don't, a decent answer. It's like I watched too much Love Boat growing up as a kid. Don't doubt yourself, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, believe in yourself. Believe in the me that believes in you. I believe in you believing in me. Yeah. Yeah. Anime uh, reference. Yeah. <laughs> There's an Emmy category for guest star. Okay, then it's awesome. People can win Emmys for that. Best guest star in a podcast. Samir. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Denise. All right. Well, proving that we were of similar minds there, I also went for the love boat option with guest star. Oh, guest star. You earned so many non-center half points, it's not even funny. So do I, guest star. Yay! Okay, so it wasn't a bad answer at all. I see where you, why you went there with that. It was actually the best. Ba- Samir, that was your opportunity to win right there. You let us all have down. My Emmy. You let us all there. But we do all get an Emmy, and Samir gets an Emmy. And that means our final score is three and a half to one and a half, meaning Team Stacy Chris wins. Woo-hoo! Team Stacy Chris are not going home empty handed. They're going home with two times two, because there's two of them. Uh, passes back to NECSZ Seattle show. But wait, there might be more. There is more. In but fact, wait, there's more. Denisha, did you bring gifts? Is that what's I happening? I did. Oh I my did. goodness! I brought a selection of OrcaCon T-shirts, like I'm wearing, with the orc riding an orca, ah, the rainbow see. wave, and passes to OrcaCon. I'm so excited. Yeah. So come play games. Wait, so come play games. All right, great. You get one. Do you want to? When, when is it happening? Uh, January thirteenth through fifteenth, two thousand seventeen. Do you want to give it to him now, or do you want to wait till later, or we what? Can, do you want? Wait. If you guys are heading out now, we can take care of it now. But if you gotta like, stick around, we're gonna stick around. Why? Awesome. Yeah. You can interview everyone. Up yeah, well, mostly Donna. Right. I All the questions matter. are here. So and Samir. You're not going yes. home empty-handed. First of all, I know that you already got some free passes yeah. earlier today, yes. but you're getting what we call the bar prize, what which is, the is bar prize? Woo, any drink you're legally allowed to drink at the bar, <laughs> plus a candy bar from the bar. Wow. Yeah. So. I think I like that uh, that prize better. <laughs> no, I'm worth kidding. more There's than CSC Seattle. <laughs> I'm actually going to up, uh, attend OrcaCon now. Did I know it, what it is? Yeah. Yay! Yay! Speaking of OrcaCon, we're in the conversation section. Yeah, conversation music. Conversation. The last time I did this, where I didn't have any music, I just had Doug Willott, who was here, and he just did the music with his mouth. That's way so do you better. Want, do you want to do that, Alex? I'm not Doug Willott. Okay. Okay. Anyways, so OrcaCon, let. Tell us what it is. Let us know what it is, why you created it. You know, what, what, what hole are you filling for the convention circuit? Well, it's funny. It, uh, we originally came up with the idea. Uh, I've been doing conventions since uh, probably the late 70s, early 80s. Um, wow. Yeah, for going for a long time. But the one thing is that, especially with game con- conventions, but all kinds of conventions, is that primarily... Um, everybody that goes, especially if you go to a game con, like if you go to Dragonflight, love those folks, but if you go to a lot of these cons, it's 99.9% straight white dudes over the age of 35. And that's not bad. That's not bad. I'm like, I'm, I'm saved s- by that last clause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You're like, woo. But that's just what the hobby is, right? 
It's and what so, it's known as. It's what it's known well, as. Well, that's what it's known as. And so, there, yeah, but not as many. I mean, if you go to Gen Con, you go to PAX, I mean, you know, when you start getting into video games, you have a lot more women. But if you go to Dragonflight, literally, there is one African-American guy. There's one gay guy who wears pride stuff all over, so you know who he is. And he has a shirt that says, I'm a gay gamer. But everybody else pretty much I like much Keller is, a lot. <laughs> I like how you just have the name for him. It's like awesome. But there's a lot of people who also who make games, especially locally, um, who are marginalized people who don't have the same opportunities. Because just in business and all around, and this comes from working in video games or working everywhere, is that you basically have the people, a lot of people find the same people from high school or college and they're friends. So you hang out with people who are just like you. Right. And so when you play games, when you go to game stores, when you have game days, things like that, it's always the same people. And when you start doing uh, larger events like that, like with Dragonflight, it you know started from a, a gamer club like 40 years ago, right. and that's what it was. So it's always been the same group of people all the time. Yeah. And so there's a lot of push out there to get uh, diversity. Like one of our guests of honor, Tani DePass, um, she started a, a hashtag called I Need Diverse Games. And so it's out there to bring in and to focus on a marginalized guests uh, uh, artists, storytellers, writers, designers, publishers, to kind of highlight them and give them an opportunity to be heard um, where they wouldn't normally have the opportunity. And to make a place that's welcoming and safe for people to attend. And you know, when I was younger, when I was in my you know, early 20s going into game stores, I, there was two things. Either I was treated like I was stupid, you know, oh, girls don't play strategy games, girls don't play games, girls don't like D&D, girls don't like miniatures, maybe unless they're going to paint them. That's, you, know, you know, that's what my sister does. The, you know, the hilarious thing about that is somebody posted on Facebook just the other day, one of those, like, old classic, what was it, what they called the, the, the satanic panic stuff yep. about yeah. D&D. And, yeah. like, it's funny because, like, half the people playing that game at that time, which was, like, the early 80s, were women. It wasn't like, but somehow, like, they dropped off the idea well, they that they played women. Because D&D actually came out of, this is where I'm turning into a real nerd. D&D awesome. actually started, was based on Chainmail, the miniatures game. Oh, yeah. And so this was all developed way out there in Wisconsin. And it was pretty much a bunch of, you know, like, historical war gamers. They originally started this, and then, you know, with Gary Gygax and David Arneson, when they kind of came together with the very first Dungeons & Dragons and things like that, it's predominantly uh, white, um, white male. It, I mean, that's how the hobby started, and it's luckily starting to change, but women tend to not play in public, just like they don't play as much in voice on Xbox and things like that, is that women don't feel comfortable because, like I said, you're either treated like you're stupid or they do the touchy-feely thing. Mm. You know, it's like, hi, you're a girl, you know, and they touch you. Oh my and they, God, it's so cool, a girl plays. Yeah, and, and they, but they wanted, like, you know, sometimes you're treated like an object. My friend Anna, who has been demoing, uh, she's been a press ganger for Private Press and for for years, and she was teaching somebody how to play a game, and a guy walks up and was just like, "Well, you should be doing this," and she's like, "Dude, I got it." Well, you should be doing this. No, dude, I got this, you know. And then he proceeded to pick up her models and move them on the table. Ugh. That is like, no, you don't do that. 
you know, you don't touch things that don't belong to you. And even today, this happens from, it happened when I was young, and it happens when I've gone into game stores. Luckily here in Seattle, we're very lucky in Seattle that this is a very geek-friendly place. You can go to Card Kingdom, you can go to the Mocs, you can go, you know, to a lot of different places, and there's just as many women playing in public. But a lot of groups really don't have a lot of women, and they definitely, because Seattle's so white, we don't have people of color. Hashtag, Hashtag. Seattle so white. Hashtag oh, Seattle so white. Jinx. Word I can't say from last show. <laughs> I heard that. Now, and it was, I almost wrote it down on a card, and I didn't because it was naughty. It was naughty. Yeah. And so, that's okay. So when it was the we, blue so, show. That's what the blue show is. That was the blue show. So when I started, when we first started the con, we came up with the idea because a bunch of my group all grew up in Snohomish County. And they used to play at Dragon, uh, whatever, Dream, Dream, uh, DreamCon, which is a convention up there in Everett for years and years, and it moved around different places. And then it went under, and they didn't have anywhere to play. So they were always going to Dragonflight, which is currently in Bellevue. And then we would sit there, and they would complain that they had to come all the way to Bellevue from... You'd, all the way up in you know Everett and Marysville and Arlington and Bellingham. Oh no, and all a thirty-minute drive. You know, well, traffic could get pretty nasty. Hey, it could be an hour, and you might have to pay a toll if you go over the bridges. I just they missed like... having one like fifteen minutes from the house. Yes. Because wouldn't you like to be able to just stumble to a con? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Especially if there's. I would actually a prefer it here. if my ability to walk was not as impaired while I'm first going to the con. <laughs> Afterwards, it can be impaired, especially because yeah. I'm playing drink. Afterwards, it's very games. important to be able to stumble home yes. and not, not drive. And uh, just so I can mention this, uh, hotel rooms are $99 a night at OrcaCon. Nice. That's a great deal, very actually. Deal. So that's the nice thing about also having a con out in Snohomish County mm-hmm. is everything's a bit, you know, cheaper to, uh, to be Are out you there. saying Seattle's expensive? Seattle's expensive, especially downtown. Yeah. I, yeah. I think Pro- PAX hotel rooms are like $300 a night average. Pro tip about uh, Seattle hotel rooms. If you know the guest's name, it's really easy to get into their hotel room. Funny that. Yeah, I, a couple of PAXs ago. You're creepy. No, I mean, my, I, like, it was my friend, but he was, he was too drunk to uh, open the door or answer the phone. Uh, so we convinced the person, the, the you know concierge, that we're yeah we're his friends, and like we went in there, and he was just like naked on his bed, unconscious. She's like, "Are these your friends?" And he's just like, "Uh," <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, this is probably fine." Yeah, I think the the fact of you're creepy is still creepy when you're like, we got in there and he was just naked on his bed. Daryl, don't judge my lifestyle. Okay. <laughs> and then you made sure he was safe and comfortable. Okay, safe. Alive. Mostly alive. Yeah. Alive Alive is good. So, anyway, that's kind of, we were sitting around Dragonflight, and uh, once again, it was like, we need a convention over the hair. Somebody should start one. I was like, I will. And so that was in 2014. And then we launched a successful Kickstarter for the first one. And, um, And then year two, we launched another Kickstarter, which we just funded last month. And I have five guests of honor who are all amazing. And so, when they tell me that you can't find, um, it's hard to find people of color to be special guests and to be guests of honor at conventions, I tell them they're, they're terrible because I found five. 
Nice. So, nice. so that's really good to be able to do that. And our, so our focus for 2017 is on race and accessibility in tabletop games. So we're highlighting um, creators who are people of color, who are um, disabled creators, and talking about making convention space and games more accessible. So that's kind of what we started, and um, we're doing really well. We had 703 people at our first con wow, in dang. Everett. Which yeah. is in Everett. in Everett. That's uh, that's saying something. The accessibility part is super nice and refreshing to hear as well. Like making games accessible to to deaf, to blind uh, people is just like that's that's one of your rewards this, in this Kickstarter, right? Was having a uh, a person who is who is deaf and blind or partially at least uh, do an accessibility review of your game and give you feedback about how to make right. it. Yeah. Better for yeah. LCS Henry has volunteered to uh, to you know go over because because she is hearing impaired and she's also partially uh, partially blind and so she will uh, she will check out your game and then give you an accessibility feedback on it. That so it's great. Uh, so a lot of our yeah. guests will do that with your art. So take your art if so if you have art or stories. Um, as an example, the hard part is sometimes when white people write stories. Of people of color, they kind of mishmash, you know, like Japanese and Korean and Chinese, when the stories are so diverse, just in different areas of those countries. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to highlight the people who are making games who are from those cultures. Yeah. So that's it's, to me that's important. And like last year, one of the things that we got feedback from OrcaCon was. Um, when we had people in wheelchairs that was hard getting in the room. So we, we actually got and moved a whole bunch of the tables right then and there so we could have more space for wheelchairs and scooters. And we're moving our uh, dealer's hall so we can expand that space. So everything is gonna be accessible. We decided we didn't hit our stretch goal to have AV services for our panel room, but we decided we're just gonna go pay for it anyway. Nice. Yeah. There's there's probably a few people in town who would totally do that pro bono and help you out yeah. too. Yeah. I talked to somebody today about having pro bono. Uh, Is that like somebody who's bono? a professional bono impersonator? I can get bono and edge. It's it's a pro bono, but you know. Yeah. Maybe you need I like pro beer. bono. I want a pro bono to just follow bono. me around. Constantly. It's somebody who will come and do a bono impression and just, just install free. stuff on your iPad unwillingly. <laughs> Comes to your con and then just like inserts himself in the panels and it's a beautiful day. Wait, you mean just a white guy? Just a white guy. Yeah. Um, he's gotta have sunglasses. He's gotta have sunglasses. Not, yeah. He's not a pro bono. Well, maybe you went skiing because it's Everett and it's right by the you know by the mountains out there. There's lots of skiing going on out there. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, I know. You I don't, just, I don't you, do that. Sports. Southern Arizona sports. people don't do. <laughs> okay, so you've talked a lot <laughs> about some of the guests that you have. Who are some of the guests? Um, you've talked about one, some of the types of guests, but who are specifically some of the guests that you've got oh, coming? Oh, gosh, you would ask. If I had my site, I'd pull it all up. But my five guests of honor are, like I said, Tani DePass, who created uh, I Need Diverse Games. She also has um, Fresh Out of Tokens podcast, and she does a whole bunch of amazing things. And then I've got Lillian Cohen-Moore, who's local, and she's a horror writer, editor, game designer. Um, we've got Raven Mamura, who is a local artist. You've probably seen his work in Magic, um, in Warcraft, I mean, all kinds of the, uh, the World Warcraft, um, whatever that 
collectible card game is that I can't think Hearthstone? Of. Thank you, yes. And, and so he does a lot of stuff like that. He does a lot of game art, and he's really awesome. And then Elsa S. Henry, who's a game designer. She also has a blog called Feminist Sonar. Um, she does, uh, one of her great blogs is called Blind Lady, Blind Lady Gaming, or something like that, where she plays video games and does the accessibility about playing games. And uh, I know I've left somebody, Shoshana Kesak, who is also a game designer, writer, editor, and uh, writes a lot of LARPs. So she runs a LARP company. So they're all going to be here. And then we've got, you're a special guest. I am a special hey. guest. Ah. Look at that. Yay, bribery. Yay. It pays off. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll talk to you. I'll talk nice to you and tell you I had a yeah, good time. This, okay, the, you want to be a guest? I'll be a guest. I'll be the, the, the token straight white guy at your event. Someone needs to do it. I'll Someone needs me. to do it because there's just not enough straight white guys at these conventions. Daryl, let's, like. let's talk about the prop. No. Um, no. I can't even complete that joke. No. Yeah. It's uh, just, what's it's, really cool, though, for, uh, for locals is that we're going to have a very high population of Paizo people this year. What does that mean? Uh, Paizo. Paizo is a local game company. Their big game is called Pathfinder. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've heard of that. Daryl thought that was some like indigenous thing, I think. <laughs> no, no. Paizo, Paizo made me think of like I, I have a degree in audio production, so I think of like uh, types of types of microphones and stuff. That was the first. Like, thing is that, that a came microphone I haven't heard of before? Yeah, so you know, piezoconductive pi- stuff. And, Anyways, and funny enough, since you said indigenous, right um, our theme for OrcaCon 2018 is indigenous voices in tabletop. That was an intentional plug for uh, future like OrcaCon. And then, because we're thinking ahead, the one after that is going to be OrcaCon the queering. It's going to be all focused on LGBTQI plus um, the designers. Queering. The queering. Yep. That's there, my there, silly name for it. You but. really should have a movie trailer type thing with that, with a name like that. Or the queering. Like, electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. I had watched Breaking, and then I thought, well, well I'll go right on to Breaking 2. And I'm sorry, I could not no. watch Breaking Two. It was it was just such a letdown after watching Breaking One. Um, First one's brilliant. For anybody listening at home, and who's going, what are they talking about? Breaking and Breaking Two were movies from the '80s, all about um, break dancing. Or um, the current culture is be boys and be girls. Uh, and it was awesome. It was such an awesome movie. There are some amazing scenes. Best of dancing. music. Oh, Best music. Music, dancing. It was great. Yep. Yeah. And then they did Electric Boogaloo and that wasn't as good. It was a huge letdown. I never knew what that was a reference to. I just seen that overplayed in every sequel title ever. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. And I guess I never bothered to look it up because I'm apathetic about life. Well, grab a bottle of wine and be apathetic Done. and watch oh. it. Oh. Though if you, watch, if you watch Break In One, you will be ecstatic about your life. Yep. You will That's think, a tall order for me, Daryl. Okay, you'll be happy. Ish. Maybe not ecstatic. Ish. Ish. But you'll think, wow, this was really good music and the dancing oh, is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Or it may and not you know be happy, what? but at least you'll think everything's amazing. Jean-Claude Van Damme is an extra in that movie. I'll just uh, say that okay. right now. See, if, you are, if you're watching at the right time... How many ninjas does he fight? None. None. Um, I don't know why you're recommending this movie to me. <laughs> it's a good movie. I promise you this. Anyways, I'm sorry I derailed the conversation. It's all right. All of a sudden, now I want to watch go go watch Bloodsport. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. I love I that talk terrible about, movie. Yes. So everyone pause this podcast, watch all these movies. And, uh, y- you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you a, right so are you a Jean-Claude Van Damme fan? <laughs> uh, no, not really. <laughs> Who are you a fan of in movies? 
Oh, um, you know, I don't actually watch a lot of movies that aren't Star Wars. So you're yeah, a Star Wars a movie Star Wars set of movies. I'm like, oh, there there's been go. seven. Well, no, actually, there's a no, Christmas no. special, Daryl. No. no, there's seven. <laughs> I don't even want to go into the Star Wars thing because we will be here all night. And we have to have our cards out here by three for the parade setup tomorrow. So Actually, uh, it's for the fourth. Oh, the fourth, so fine. yeah. Oh, then we're good. We could just stay all, all, all night. All night long. It's Saturday, right? I have somewhere yeah. I have to be okay, at 2 cool. o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I have plenty of time. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Like I said, this is the soberest I've ever been on this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm this very, is shocking. <laughs> that, that means you need more beer. I, it's empty. It, it, what it means is that uh, Josh Chambers isn't here to make him want to drink more. And <sighs> so we have a host who is definitely a comedian. Uh, yes, uh, please, Jakiva, thank you. <laughs> uh, my roommate hosts this podcast sometimes, and I'm also on it with him occasionally, and it is, it is torture. It uh, is. And, torture. Uh, I, I will, hopefully he'll be back, and it'll go better. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, He's also I, just ruining my Overwatch ranking. Uh, like, we share an account, and he is just tanking it. So he does not understand how to play a proper Reinhardt. Like, it just, you don't just charge in the middle of the enemy team. Uh, no one plays Overwatch in this audience, or is listening, or Donna, have you... I was watching. I don't a lot play. Of, I don't yeah. play shooters. Yeah, I'm not much of a shooter person, but it is. I play a fun way game. too much Civ Five, though. Oh my and god! I'm so excited for Civ okay. Six. Oh man! So I, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, so I, I feel that Alpha Centauri is the best uh, game in that whole really? series. Uh, what are your thoughts on Alpha Centauri? Let's just talk about 4X games for the rest of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I haven't played it. So it, it came between uh, Civ Two and Civ Three. Yep. And it was. Like instead of having nations, it has, it has factions that are split based on ideology. So there's the religious faction, the the green believers, uh, the the people who live underground in like this human hive, and the all I this stuff. I hear it is the best. It's amazing from people who make games, who play games. Hmm. That everybody says that is the best. I I should do it. I should. I, should I do it. played Alpha Centauri way back in the day, but it really. Just didn't what year stick did with that me. come out? I don't think I even. Alpha Centauri is the reason I upgraded from Windows 3.1. Really? Because I, I I've played Civ since Civ my... 2, and then I had to get Alpha Centauri because it was part of the. I think thing. I was playing The Sims. That yeah. was my first game. What's that? This, the, wow. Wow. I'm, like, I'm running the uh, chronology of games in my head. And okay. Yeah. Well, like when all that was coming out, mm. I, I spent all my time working Renaissance festivals, oh. so I didn't actually have a computer until of my own until like the late 90s early 2000s but you you it, okay i got to i got to take a step back <laughs> it's here it's like okay i got i got to take a step back here cuz you didn't have a computer until the late 2000s but you've obviously went head first well, I into had it a because share. i had a i had a shared computer with my then husband at the time and we shared a computer and we had um, and i actually learned a lot about computers i knew nothing about computers when i met him when I started working at Dell, I knew nothing. He actually coached me to make sure that I wasn't calling the monitor a hard drive or the whole computer. Yes. So, and Does then this explain and then why I, my Dell crashed a lot? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, good. No. I think Bill that's Gates. operator error, really. But you said you worked for, like, uh, I used Bioware? to work for Dell. Yeah. Oh, you worked for Dell, well, too. I did a, yeah, worked I worked for, for Dell for a number of years back before it went giant. Back when it was still, you could see Michael Dell would come work on the line, you know, and building computers right there in Austin. He can fix anything he sells. Any computer that he sells, I have to give him props. He will actually, uh-oh, what are you writing down? I'm, I'm, I'm just communicating with them. Oh. 
He's making a naughty. Okay. Oh, Tastes like shame? Okay. That sounds Darryl, like... Daryl, I'm having an, a moment with the audience. You guys are having a conversation. I'm just... I'm just I, I want to get to the I'm audience. I'm just blathering. Now, what audience, did you want to get to? You want to get to the audience? I wanted to get to the audience Hello, because audience. it sounds like they've got something to say. Or maybe I'm just seeing something out of the corner of the eye where they just want to say it to Alex. It doesn't matter. Samir, uh, Chris, uh, anybody, Stacy, Stacy, Chris, as as one mind, I don't care. Do you have anything to say? A question to ask Chris about. Chris and Stacy, right? It's, it's, I got that right. Chris, Stacy, Samir. Okay. I don't know. They're, they're, like they're gender neutral names. For Chris terrible. and Stacy are yeah. gender neutral I didn't want to assume. Yeah. No, but I, I, I talked British. to them beforehand. <laughs> That's my okay. problem. I had too much information, so I acted like you were stupid. I'm sorry. This Aww. is just every day of my dad. life. <laughs> so I've you sound a, like my dad. I got a comment, actually, a very positive comment. Uh, I'm a huge board gamer, massive collection of board games myself, under 35, not white, not straight. And I'm thrilled that OrcaCon is a thing. And I was wondering... Um, what has been the best uh, feedback you've received about the ArcaCons that have been already done? I, I understand there have been three. We've had one. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've had one so it was far. Close. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it close. Was, it was yeah. 2016 as the first uh, one? 2016 was our first, yeah. Okay. And, like, we had a game day today, um, so that's why I'm kind of slow and tired, is we hosted an uh, all-day game day at Card Kingdom. It's so it was really nice is that when we would have people come talk to us who didn't know anything about the con and for me to show the pictures of, because I have flyers out there with our guests of honor and then I could really talk to people um, and just say, hey, this is, for, this is a con for you. This is a con for you. Please come to my con. You're welcome. And one of the things I love the most when I did the first Kickstarter survey is... Um, I asked if people had ever been to a game store or a convention before. 11% of the people who backed our Kickstarter had never been to a con or... Wow. Yeah, they had 11%. It's quite a bit. That, that's amazing. That Did, they, and they would still support. And they still yeah. supported. They showed up. And then the feedback that we got was from a lot of people who said that they had never been in a welcoming environment, that people who came who were people of color didn't feel as an other is that people just played games, which is my goal, is that everybody just plays games. You know, so I think, and I think this year, especially with our focus, um, so one of the things that we're doing is a scholarship. And we're working with local disadvantaged kids to bring out families and, um, and students who wouldn't normally be able to afford to attend. So we're actually going out into the communities that wouldn't normally have access to us, so we can bring them in. And all of our guests who work in the games industry are willing to do art reviews to look at people's stories, to talk about game design, because you know they don't have the opportunities to go to DigiPen or to go any of these other schools like that. You know, and so I'm I'm just really excited about the work we're doing, and so we get lots of really good feedback um, for the outreach that we're doing. And I mean, it's just kind of this is all I do is um, try to make. I mean, I run a, I run a meetup groups, and that's kind of my whole thing. I have a code of conduct and try to bring more people into my meetup groups who wouldn't normally be welcome everywhere else. That's awesome. It, yeah. it, is, a, it is a wonderful and inclusive con, and I was so happy to be a part of it and to play games with people. And aside from one individual who, I'll blame myself for getting him too drunk. Um, <laughs> oh, well, there I'll, you go. I'll, you know, I, I'll, just, I'll just cop to that. Um, but everyone was just, it was, it was just so pleasant to interact with people to just play games and have it not be about anything else. And I think one of the things that 
I, w I, to be honest, was worried about that it would be uh, focused like on, you know, LGBT stuff or on something like to to a point of uh, exclusion almost. And it, it's not. It's just it is about welcoming everyone to the table regardless of anything. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's just. Like, we just got to play games, and that was wonderful. Yeah. We just got to kill we some demons. We did panels. Like, one of the panels that um, was really popular and fun was there's a panel. I also work part-time for Green Ronin Publishing, and we do Mutants and Masterminds. We do tabletop role-playing games, and we, do, we publish Dragon Age RPG. We published a Song of Ice and Fire role-playing game and all kinds of fun stuff. And um, so a couple of the folks that are work our company who are also gay... Um, they do a panel at all kinds of convention called Queer's a Three-Sided Die. And so it's all about, uh, so we got to do that panel at OrcCon, which is important to me because I'm a queer woman and being able to, um, you know, kind of bring that in and let people come in and ask questions and see that, you know, we just all want to play games. And, but also talk about, you know, the difficulties in, um, like so the, one of the things we did on our badges, we had pronoun ribbons. I bought ribbons that had, you know, he, she, them, and then blank, so you could fill in the blank, and then you wear them on here. So we were very conscious about pronouns. We also had pride buttons that had like the orca cone logo, which I'm not actually wearing right now. It's a whale. But it's everywhere. It's a whale with the with a dice, big D20 if on it. If you if you saw the event if for you saw this the podcast, event, it was that logo. It was that logo. Because <laughs> I don't make my own logos. Yeah. Thank you very much. So we you know we did a lot graphics. of stuff like that, but everybody was you know really surprised. You know they. I had, I had some people say, well, I figured it was going to be like a social justice con and that there was going to be, you know, this or that's that. But really, it was people just playing games in, in a safe place. And one of my favorite things that we do is we have game hosts. So we have people, volunteers who do nothing but walk around. It's like, hey, do you want to play a game? Can I teach you this game? Do you want to play this game? Like we have our game library set up. Mm -hmm. And they just they just help you. If you're like, oh, we need a we need another person, they're like, well, I'll sit in with you. And they would sit in and play games. And somebody would have a game, they're just like, well, I don't know how to play this, let's learn it together. And that was the best aspect of the con, hands down, was just having yeah. volunteers who did nothing but that. Now, you're bringing up some really great points that, that I worry about, because I, like, I am definitely a, a person of the who would like to go to a con, but I feel extremely intimidated of the idea of going to a con. Yep. Just because it feels like um, I'm not enough, like whatever enough to be at the con. And you're talking in a way that makes it feel like OrcaCon is not about that. OrcaCon is about, if you like this thing, come do this, we wanna play with you. Yeah. Um, but, um, which sounds great for OrcaCon, so everybody go to OrcaCon, um, January <laughs> no, really. 13th through 15th, 2017. 2017. Uh, you did your Kickstarter, and it went yep. well. Um, and, but you've also done cons for so long. Yep. What would you say to somebody who, you know, like, I'm a big, uh, I like uh, Doctor Who and Red Dwarf, and there's a thing called Anglicon, Anglicon? that yes. I'm, really I'm really interested really in going to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm also at the same time super afraid to go because I'm just me and I'm afraid to go. Like, what would you say to somebody like me who's like, I want to go, it sounds like a hell of a fun time and lots of things I want to see, but like, like you know, I, why, how do I deal with my fear? Well, you know, that's, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I, I, you know, I have a hard time. I'm actually quite introverted. 
except you know when it's something about my you know when I'm something I'm passionate about, I can get up and talk to anybody about. Um, yeah, but, I, saw, I saw your tweets beforehand. Oh uh, yeah, you've seen my tweets. I was like, <laughs> I saw your tweets before this. You know, and uh, yeah, I've I've spoken at the game developers conference in 500 people, and it doesn't you know, you know doesn't doesn't phase me if I'm up doing a professional kind of thing. But when I talk about this, then I'm afraid of I'm going to cry because I'm just so excited about what I do, and and this means everything to me. Um, but for you, I mean. The hard part is, is there are cons that aren't necessarily that welcome to newbies. There's conventions that are very cliquish. It's very hard to get to know people. Um, I haven't been to Anglicon, but we're going to have a table there. They're gonna, they have an area where um, they have different conventions and charities that are there. So we'll have some people there so you can go up and talk to my people, and they'll help you out. Okay. And so sometimes it's just talking so to find one the person. Orca con find people, the OrcaCon table. Is what you're saying. And then they'll go, hey, you should meet this person. And then you should meet this person. And that's kind of the way it kind of goes in our industry. It's like, you should meet this person. Um, you know, when you go, you're going to go to panels. There's going to be games um, and things like that. And you just kind of just go hang out. But it is hard if you're, um, you know, especially for games because people don't want to feel stupid. Right. You know, right. And, and learning games because especially especially as you called them analog games, I like that term because yep. it's a, a little more encompassing of the different types. Like drink, wouldn't call it necessarily a tabletop game, but it's right because you're yeah. the table might be spinning around the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're spinning one way; it's spinning the other way. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the real meta game is just correcting that. Correcting the spin. Correcting the spin, yeah. But <laughs> drink too. Correcting the spin. It's like there it is. The Boogling. you know I've like I went to um, the, the the best way is if you get on the if there's some of the conventions have fan groups right. where you can go in and like talk to people. That's like my very first time I went to Norwest Con. Um, I didn't know anybody there, but they had a live journal. That's how long ago it was. But they had a live journal, and I posted, hey, I'm new to Seattle, and I want to go to this con. And one person talked to me, and it was another person who was like similar to my age, was like a, a goth punk rock nerd, yeah. and, you know, Star Wars fan, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, it was easy to reach out to him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, yeah, that's an important part of any, any like, convention. Did we lose sound? It is. I, I oh, okay. it down a little bit because I was getting some feedback. So. Feedback. It's on, though. It's on. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like meeting the right people and, and the right interactions. And uh, conversely, I, I've definitely tried to like, uh, there's been cons where I, the discussion page on their Facebook is just dead. No one responds or their like contact just bounces. Yep. Um, actually, Dragonflight, I, I sent them a message through their contract page and they haven't, uh, they haven't gotten back to me in a month. Uh, I've sent them several. There was, um, there was a problem with their domain. Oh, we'll, we'll talk later. Uh, no, I, I'll just yell But if you want to send email to um, fanmail at seattleafterparty.com, I will get back to you because I don't get a lot of email. So please send me email. I'd love it. Daryl needs attention. Um, <laughs> one comment, and then I think these guys have a, have a question in the audience. Um, but I just want to say oh, the, one of the best things about OrcaCon was that uh, your website worked. Uh, and also your game scheduling worked, uh, where yes. people, because ETXs uh, said coming soon when the convention started. Uh, uh, I hate coming soon. <laughs> I did, we did this. I used to, I hate coming soon, because in, I, Blue I, show. I, 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 I worked on a game um, 
hey, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I am saying this as, anyways, uh, I worked on a game uh, called Monster Galaxy, and we had this feature that we wanted, and we knew we wanted to, to make it. So we put Coming Soon there. It never came out, and it drove our fans crazy because they were like, when is it coming? And Soon. what's it going to be? And, and I, I ended up saying, we hate that we wrote that and did that, but we have to live with it now, and we keep talking about it all the time. So it should hate- just be your 404 page. 404 page. Yeah. 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 That would be funny. Did you guys have a question in the audience? I do. Um, favorite cooperative game? Um, mm. Flashpoint. Oh, yeah. That. Everybody is a firefighter, and you are trying to rescue all the people that are in the house, and there's also a kitty and a doggy. You probably hate that. I, the cat's fine. <laughs> it deserves life. <laughs> the dog. You're such a hater. Jeez. But you all work together, and so you can actually play it in his easier one, especially if you're playing with children or with people who don't normally play a lot of games. You can play a basic and there's just a few things you have to do to scale up the difficulty. And then there's all kinds of expansions and everything. But the game itself, I don't even own any expansions or anything, but I pull that out anytime and we'll teach people how to play it. Um, so it's really accessible. Um, it was actually play tested by a lot of firefighters because one of the things they have when you get to a level is you actually get a character. So that's what your job is. So you have different jobs versus everybody just trying to work together to do the rescues. It's kind of like Pandemic then where you have the role and you're like that pawn. You're the dispatcher or whatever. Yes, yes, okay. similar to that. So everybody would have a job like you would be like the ambulance driver, like the first aid person, and then you would be the person on the ladder. You would be the person who has a hose. Right. You'd be the person who's breaking down everything to get so to it's the like people. The, the, oh, person the rescuers. Has a, an extra ability to do X right. versus yeah. another one who has so you, you essentially have you, you essentially start out with four moves, and that could be to do moves or moves and actions and a different combination. So depending on what you do, you might get more of those or less of those if you're working the tri- the, the hose on the truck, right? You know, which is awesome that you can fart fires from you know way far away. But that's my favorite um, co-op. Awesome. So if yeah. you're at, if you're listening at home and you're thinking that sounds like a fun game, I'll make sure to put a link for a Flashpoint. Yep. Um, as well as for drink. Don't you worry. No, I'm, I wasn't going to talk about drink. I was actually going to talk about someone else's game. For Catalyst? Not, no. Catalyst is great. You should come Thursday to Card Kingdom and, and play Catalyst. Actually, you should. Uh, you know what? I no, want you guys to know. I, I this actually, guy's a good guy. Support his games. Jeez. God, he's a good guy. He makes good games. Drink is fun. I've played it. I haven't played Catalyst. Play it, too, because it's probably good, too. It's probably good. And come help us test our next game. Conspire. Yeah, that's right. No, the game I'm going to promote, though, is a game called Space Cadets. Have you Space guys Cadets. heard of that? Oh, yeah, I've heard, I've of, heard of that. I haven't played it yet. Um, space, it, it doesn't have any aliens. So Space Cadets, um, well, sort of, uh, is, a, is a cooperative game where you all take on a different role in a spaceship. So someone's the captain, someone's the helmsman, someone's the weapons officer, someone's the uh, shield officer. Uh, and the crux of the game is that during a 30-second timed phase, you all have to complete a small... Uh, Dexterity Logic mini game. Uh, so, like, the helmsman draws a bunch of cards, uh, kind of like Robo Rally, and has to pilot the ship based oh, no. on. They, oh, they drew a left turn, they drew a U turn, they drew a go straight two spaces, and then uh, like a shallow left in this, like, space barge, and they got to lay down three of them and make the ship hopefully go somewhere. Uh, the shield officer plays Texas Hold'em to uh, assign power to different parts of the ship's shields. Uh, the, the torpedo officer, or the weapons officer, has to assemble Tetris pieces to fit, like, a little grid to make the torpedo, and then has to flick a disc along a shuffle board track to actually hit the enemies. And the joy of the game comes from looking up and being like, 
yeah, I'm the best weapons officer. I built three torpedoes. Oh, my census officer didn't get a lock, and the Helmsman drove us through some asteroids. Great. Everything's useless that I did. I hate you all. <laughs> uh, but and then well, there's a one cooperative great, game. There's one great mechanic hate though. Everybody you're playing with. It's wonderful, uh, but the greatest mechanic is that uh, sometimes when you take damage, you have to do a shift change, which is two people physically have to swap seats and do the other person's job, uh, which you haven't been paying attention to because you, you're like your bandwidth is your own little thing. Like, okay, I get my game, and then you're like, oh god, now I'm in charge of the shields. Oh no, we're dead. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's great. I've, it's like, what do I do now? Yeah, it's it just the look of abject terror on people. Uh, my only problem is it, it is less accessible, and as a host, uh, it's hard to teach like a bunch of little games to people because really everyone only needs to know one thing. Like, you play Texas Hold'em, you put these pieces together. Uh, but as a host, you have to know everything and be able to explain it very concisely. So, and, do you think in the future, when uh, somebody's like an officer on a spaceship, that they're, they're going to design systems where the thing you need to do to do your job is play Texas Hold'em. God, I hope so. Otherwise, we'll never get off this planet. What's the point of, <laughs> what's the point of this game? No, I just think that's hilarious. It's like, you play Texas Hold'em. You play a form of shuffleboard with your finger. You know, it's like... <laughs> that's he, that's Why'd you miss? I was just really overzealous with that torpedo. It's like, zing. <laughs> Why'd you shoot the water? Like wah wah. Oh. Yeah, I think another one of my favorite uh, co-ops is uh, that game I can't remember that has the pandemic. Little, I know. No, it's the one in the submarine. Oh 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 oh. Uh, uh, red alert. No, is it no. the one with like? Uh, uh, video no, stuff? it's red. Red something. Anyway, but it has like these little bitty um, like uh, dudes. Meeples? No, they're not meeples. Oh. <laughs> what do you think? A carcassonne? <laughs> No, no. Meeples are a standard unit of game piece now. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of like based they, they on the Hunt for Red October kind of kind of thing. Somebody will remember what it's called. Yeah. But the one I, I like I that's actually... I want to say I love that my audience understands games tonight. Cause they, some, they didn't screen for this either. We did not screen for this, but yet we, we lucked out. We've got wonderful guests tonight who enjoy games, uh, or contestants even. You were more than guests. Your contestants, and you enjoy games. Guest more than contestant. Uh, yes, I did that backwards because (laughs) you're Donna. You're you're our guest, and yeah, let's not pull on the blue show here. No blue show. We just looked at each other and we knew what we were thinking. Knew what you're talking about. But I just want to say I I love that you guys can (laughs) can enjoy this conversation as much as I am enjoying the conversation as well. That's actually going to come up somewhere in a conversation, and everyone is going to look at me and say, "What the?" And I'm just like, "Um, like, "Oh, blue show." Shame. Yes, and then I'll have to drag everybody to the blue show so they can. Hey, I'm I'm down with that. You're down with that. I'm down with that. Mm -hmm. I won't be at the next blue show, but I'm down with that nonetheless. I will likely be bartending it. So let's let's talk about the blue show because I want to say something. We had for the first time we had some. Are we gonna gonna spoil this? We can spoil it now because they're not here, so they're they're already left. So before we weren't talking about it because they were gonna leave if we talked about it. Now they've already left, so. We had some uh, we had some well known celebrities. I guess. Do you, do you want to say, maybe yeah. a little? Not as cool as uh. Wait, no. Not as cool. Not as, as cool as the. Well, we had the. Isn't he cool the number one uh, most followed person on Twitter? He is. Is he yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. I should have asked him for some tips. Uh, <laughs> ju- you could probably just read his Twitter. <laughs> it's probably a tweet. 
Hey, Ashton. By the way, it was Ashton Kutcher. So that you, everybody's listening to him. Who was it? They were sitting right there. Yeah, the I record. saw him and I was like, that yeah. person looks like Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. Yeah, that yeah. person looks and like Ashton Kutcher. And Mila Kunis. It was, yeah. it was actually quite awesome. because Mila Kunis was there too? Yeah. yeah. So right yeah. Now, yeah. Right she was that girl yeah. that looked like Mila Kunis. That's amazing. Weird. Yeah, it was, it was really nice to do a show for actors actors that you know do acting and you're like they were enjoying themselves they were i couldn't watch the show because i was just watching their oh. reactions to the show uh like there, there's a thing like whenever you're doing a, a play test you know or like something you, you right you're, you're, you're always looking at the mode. person you care about the most and that's mm-hmm. the only, like uh or like other people do that too it's when we were doing play tests of catalyst uh, whenever keeson was in the room everyone look how keeson was acting because oh, yeah. everyone loves keeson keeson just so anybody who knows, if you've come to a CSE Seattle show of any type, Keeson may not come across like a nerd, but he is, and he's an awesome nerd. Well, he he in, uh, institutes in all of, like the elementary schools he works with, like D and D or Pathfinder clubs for like fifth graders to teach them about cooperation yeah. and uh, not being the one always solving the problem. Like because you know in in D and D or any role playing game, you have different classes and you have to uh, you know you have different skill sets, and so it, it's it's a fundamental skill for kids to learn like. Oh yeah, no. Jimmy can solve this because he's the rogue, and I'm gonna just play to my strengths, and we're all gonna work together like a big team instead of just yelling. Yeah, I'm really hoping we're doing a bigger kids area this mm-hmm. year. Oh, that's so rad. we kind of it just kind of happened organically. Um, what's that? Uh, what's that turtle game? Uh, oh, the programming uh, that yeah, teaches like the kids robot turtles or whatever. Robot turtles, yeah. Robot yeah. Turtles. yeah but, but we I had got these that. people playing it, and these kids were playing it, and they got other kids to play it, and so we kind of ended up having this little area where a couple of tables were all like kids playing games together. So now I have a volunteer because that's the thing. We are a volunteer-run event. It's why I have a volunteer who wants to focus on just kids programming. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice and when we're starting to work with Pathfinder Society and like the D&D folks and other people like that to do kids games. Maybe some people around here might want to GM some kids games. That would be really cool. Man, I've got just the game for kids. Um, no. Drink. 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 <laughs> Uh, no, actually, juice. actually, at um, at ETX, I had a a twelve year old uh, uh-huh. play Catalyst and get really into it and like just read through the rule book, know everything. Like, it was just super into RPGs, and it reminded me that like because often I, I kind of am have a weird reaction when kids come up and want to play a game just because like oh I have to dumb it down. I have to. Well, you don't like dogs and cats, so why would you like kids? I just I'm a garbage person. <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with garbage people, by the I, way. That's why I, I want to know Chambers. that I um, love the garbage people. Please don't leave my trash outside my house. You do. Oh, I didn't. Job. Oh no, no. There, those, those are custodial technicians. They're not garbage. I don't people. care what you call yourself. You're amazing. Thank uh, you. Anyway, but no, this this kid got super into it, and so I like uh, as a as a prize, I was like, oh here, have a copy of the game. Like here, just you you earned it because you're super into it. I didn't realize his dad designed role playing games, and now I feel guilty. Because I'm like, here's this game you love. That's not your father's. That's not your dad's game. No, that's okay. Wow. Yeah. I, oh, my gosh. The trading. His dad didn't like my game. Like at Gen Con, the trading that goes on between all the different people getting each other's games and getting them signed with each other and trade. Oh, it's just amazing. Because everybody's awesome. a fan of everybody else. Well, mostly. Except for those garbage people. Not you garbage people. The other garbage people. There's the garbage people are referring to like stand-up comedians. And there's garbage people who... Or like MRAs. Yeah. We need different terms. We need different terms, yeah. Because <laughs> garbage people are great for society, right? Right? I'm saying this as somebody who really appreciates people who do custodial technician work. I just meant people who live in squalor. 
<laughs> okay, anyway, this is going so downhill. We're learning. Oh, anyway, anyway, it's actually a good time for the show to be going downhill because it's just in, after do, one do o'clock. Our, do our guests have more questions? Yeah, do they our look, guests They're have still any? holding mics. Okay. Well, it is, it is past one o'clock, <laughs> which is a good time okay, when we start to uh, say, hey, you know, this is a good time to wrap, start wrapping it up. And we do a thing here called uh, misattributed quotes. Oh. And Alex is looking, oh, God. I no, no, I, I, I forgot I to totally find forgot a good we were one. Doing this. Okay. Well, you know what, uh, I Alex, one. I know you have once in a while done some improv, so improvise this as best you can. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what we do is misattributed quotes. And the basic idea is you take uh, a well-known quote or song lyric or... Uh, or book, or whatever, and uh, you t- misattribute the quote to somebody else for comedic value. It's, it's really that simple. So I'll give you all a chance to think about this. And if you'd like to do it in the audience, you can. You don't have to, but um, you don't even have to write it down. You can just think about it in your head. Uh, and I'm going to let people know what we've got coming up and just remind people how they can follow us and what people they should follow online. OK, so think about those misattributed quotes. Uh, our next uh, live show will be July 16th, where we have David Taylor and Umberto Lenzi will be here to talk about sci-fi commons. After that, we will have our next shows in uh, August. So make sure that you follow us on Twitter at After Party Hosts and on Facebook. Just look up Seattle After Party so that you can find out who our next guests will be and when our next live show will be or when our next non-live shows that show up on our podcast as well, because we've got a few of those that will be coming up. Um, also, a reminder that you can send your comments, questions, and match game sentences to fanmail at seattleafterparty.com. I'm looking at you because you said you'd you send me something. two incoming emails. Yeah, those will be the two emails I've ever gotten. <laughs> Unless they share an email account, like yes. those weird people <laughs> yeah. that just, are I'll, like my parents age all right um and then make sure you you know just look us up on things like tumblr instagram and google plus we're there as well and while i'm advertising some people i'd like to remind you that rain or shine landscaping and maintenance is done by our very own paunch hartley who uh he actually does some really good work so if you're looking for uh, a really good landscaper and maintenance person uh, he's got a great company. And of course, if you like poetry, literature, and related items, check out Word Lit Zine for all your Pacific Northwest poetry, literature, and more. Okay, we are back. It's time for the misattributed quotes. Donna, Denicia. Yes. I've called you both throughout the night yes. with no consistency. That's all right. I'm used to it. What's your misattributed quote? When walking on eggs... Don't hop. When walking on eggs, don't hop. And who would you misattribute the quote to? Alf. <laughs> Classic Alf. Classic Alf, which, by the way, stands for alien life form. Anyways, go. Uh, <laughs> it does. Alex. I'm 28. Uh, <laughs> hi. Uh, hi. My mis- misattributed quote is for the horde. For the horde. And that was said by Boris Johnson uh, for Brexit. <laughs> yes. nice. Ladies and gentlemen, now we know Rage why the quit. Brexit happened. 
It was it was just rage quit. It was just Slash a rage, rage quit. quit. It is just rage quit because they were tired of just noobs filling their servers. They just couldn't handle it. They couldn't <laughs> figure out how to integrate with other people on their team. Oh, play oh EVE my online. god, you don't know how to play UK? Oh my god. You're the worst Pharah I've ever seen. I'm quitting. Get out of competitive play. Go back to quick play, you casual scrub. <laughs> oh, now I'm just quoting everything I've heard in Overwatch. If, if you want to have fun, uh, I'm going to give you a linguist moment. The word horde is the Turkish word for barracks. And the Turkish are the ones they were most afraid of immigrating to Britain if they stayed in the EU. Ooh. That is actually yeah, yeah. really great. So, so horde comes from the Turkish word for barracks. That's right. Which That's is where military personnel sleep. Yes, uh, and if or, you've ever played Civilization, which I know you have because you've talked about it. Why, yes, I have. Yes, um, the up. barracks are a very worthwhile they get up. Plus the morale, depending well, on what game you're playing. If you playing, go to Civ version? 5, yeah. it actually gives you experience so that you can give them Troop this. experience. I stopped playing at 4. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> go for 6. Go for 6. 6 is going to be awesome. 6 is going to be awesome. It's sounding awesome. It's like in October. Right? And yet, at get the it. same time... They're not advertising on this podcast, so you know, buy whatever games you like. Overwatch. Um, except for give me a sponsorship. Drink. No. Uh, buy, drink. buy drink. Dragon Age Inquisition. Buy things that we promote and make. Uh, yeah, exactly. Actually, buy whatever you like. You know, if it's if it's good stuff, buy it. It's Free market it. capitalism. Yeah. If it's bad stuff, don't buy it. I promise you, you don't Indie need games. it. Indie games, Steam sale right now. Wait, yeah. why'd you say that after bad stuff? <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> do any of our our contestants have anything that they had come up with a misattributed quote. You don't have to. I told you you don't. But if you do... Don't believe everything you read on the internet via Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I, it's true. I read it on Snopes. They said that was true. Yeah, he said, you know, he read the Yelp review of that theater and it was very positive. Yeah. It's like... Yelp trolls. <laughs> it's like Yelp says... I am very. I have always felt less likely to get shot and assassinated at this theater. I wish either of us knew what that theater was called. Well, you said going to the theater. The fourth theater. theater. It was the fourth, the fourth theater. theater. Oh, I'm just uneducated. Arizona hashtag public school. Hashtag kill me now. Oh, sarcastic Abraham Lincoln was hashtag kill me now. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Too soon. Too soon, Too you know. Soon. Yeah, it's, I hate that statement, by the way. Um, that's right up there with spoilers. I don't like those statements. I don't like too soon. I don't like spoilers. Daryl uh, welcomes spoilers, which is I scary do. following him on Twitter as someone who hasn't seen the newest Star Wars. Well, I won't, spoil, I won't necessarily spoil stuff directly like that, but I just am tired of the conversation. I will, I guess if you do follow me, I will say things like, you know what? I'm not going to see this thing for a week, so go ahead and spoil it for me. And it's lovely because then people fake it and they write non-spoiler stuff that's lies. And it's hilarious and it's great fun. And that way you're not actually Darth spoiled. Vader's dad. Snape calls what? Dumbledore. Snape is actually Dumbledore? Oh my God! Uh, sure, that's what I said. Okay, misattributed <laughs> quote from me before we end the night. Do you have one? Yeah, Samir, from Samir, because Samir is better than me. I've already told you about their answers. Their answers earned points and mine didn't. Okay, Samir. Always stay uh, consistent and predictable. Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my sister would agree that Madonna is consistent and predictable because she loves Madonna, which, brings, which is a great transition to my uh, misattributed quote, which is, 
Hit Me Baby One More Time, which is every blackjack player ever. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been <laughs> the Seattle After Party. Thank you for listening. Woo! Party over here. Party over there. Run, run. Fly, be free. But not until you actually...